Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Welcome to the Chat GPT podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we are going to be talking about some major announcements and advancements in AI out of Google and NVIDIA. The first thing that is really interesting that Google recently announced is that they are entering they're integrating generative AI into Google ads. So in the past, they mentioned that they were gonna do something in this space and people thought, um, you know, people were were people speculating essentially what they were gonna do. So their announcement has officially come out and essentially what they're gonna be able to do is you're gonna be able to give Google ads your landing page um, or your web page, your product page, whatever. It's gonna be able to scan that, read all the information, look at the images on there and it will go and create what it believes is the best converting ad copy. This is absolutely insane and as someone that used to do a lot of marketing in the past on Google Ads myself, uh, it's kind of like, you know, a heaven send where like, it was kind of the worst to have to come up with new keywords and new headlines and like, not that it's the worst, you know, sometimes it's fun or whatever, but like, you, you always wonder like, is there something I'm completely missing? Is there something that's like way off that I'm not thinking of? Yada, yada. So this is actually gonna be, I think, really cool in a sense that you're gonna just plug your website in and Google is gonna do it. Now, does this bring up some like ethical questions or like, I don't know, some causes for concern? Yes. One of those being, what if, you know, you put in like, let's say a skin cream or something on a landing page. Google takes that and they make some like amazing ad where they're like, okay, these are the keywords they should be targeting for this. And this is the ad copy, like, you know, soothe your dry skin, blah, 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 blah. But like, let's say they just like, like obviously AIs are known to hallucinate sometimes. ChatGPT has that problem. Even Google Bard has that problem. So like, what if it just reads it wrong and then it puts a headline in there that isn't accurate and then someone goes, clicks through and maybe they're like, oh, well, the headline said it's going to work for like, you know, um, I don't know, some sort of skin condition I have. So then they go buy it and it doesn't actually do that. So who's liable, right? Is that you for uh, using Google? Is that Google for messing it up? I highly doubt Google is going to take any liability in any cases like that. There's probably going to be a terms of service you agree to. So I think that there's going to be some questions that people have to answer around that. And in addition to that, let's say Google, you know, takes your landing page and they come up with like some winning headlines and they're like, oh my gosh, these headlines have an insane like click through rate. Um, and so they just like blast it, but it's inaccurate. And then you waste like a ton of money on something. So um, I think it's going to be an area that you're going to, people are going to want to watch. Inevitably though, I think what most likely will happen is this isn't going to be like an autopilot tool. So I think that removes a lot of the concern. You probably go on there, click generate, it's going to generate and you go and like, 
I mean, it's up to you to read them and make sure everything's accurate. So it's just Google saying this is what we believe will convert the highest. And I'm assuming you can go in there and change and test it out. Um, something interesting is, you know, with Google and ads in general, like on Facebook, uh, when you create like a Facebook ad, like a video or something, you usually need to switch that thing out every so often, every like month or so, test new creatives because people get like tired of seeing it. Um, and so it'll be interesting with Google if uh, they're going to integrate something where it like automatically is switching out new headlines, testing new headlines all the time. So that'll be an interesting area to keep following. But I think really, honestly, really big news from Google. Um, and this is going to go straight into the fact that they're now integrating generative AI into their search results. So they're going to have AI generated search results mixed with AI generated ads sending people places. I think you'll get a higher conversion rate um, on these click through. Uh, it may become more competitive. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the landscape if businesses end up paying more, which is of course Google's goal. Um, or if, you know, perhaps uh, people that are leveraging these tools are going to consolidate more users. So certain companies will just get bigger essentially. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. The second piece of news that I wanted to cover today is just the fact that NVIDIA, um, which is the, you know, it's the US-based uh, chip maker. They make a lot of chips that were used in crypto and a lot of chips that are used in AI and training AI specifically. And they've been touted as like one of the biggest benefactors of this whole AI revolution um, because they were so well positioned with all of their chips that they have. Now, of course, just recently we've talked about the fact that AI can crash the stock market. Someone made a fake photo of like a bombing near uh, the White House or the Pentagon and the S&P 500 took a dive until people realized that this was fake and there was not an attack on the US Pentagon. Um, so of course, AI does have the ability to make stocks crash, but in the case of NVIDIA, it obviously also has the ability to really see some massive rallies. So NVIDIA just uh, kind of updated a revenue forecast that was a lot higher than Wall Street's expectations. Um, and due to the increased demand for just all these different AI chips that you need to train AI systems like ChatGPT, NVIDIA says that they expect sales to reach $11 billion in the next three months. And that's more than 50% higher than analysts' projections. Like, that is insanity. They're, they're, expecting to go 50, they're expecting to go to $11 billion in the next three months, and that's like 50% higher. So uh, than, than other people predicted. So like, obviously, demand is absolutely skyrocketing right now. And so Wall Street's uh, response to this is the fact that after the NVIDIA made the announcement, um, shares of their stock price went up 27% and the company's market value hit a record $960 billion. NVIDIA is getting close to a trillion dollar valuation. Um, this is, you know, a very significant company, very big company. They've been making some really big moves for quite a while now. But honestly, if you look over the course of the last five years, uh, NVIDIA is kind of one that really has come from the sidelines and really, really exploded. Um, they leveraged the whole crypto. They're, they're one of the few companies that really leveraged the crypto boom. And then when crypto is having its crypto winner and kind of stalling right now, you'd expect NVIDIA to perhaps slow down. But with AI coming right next, it just continued and uh, accelerated, if anything, to be honest. So I think uh, essentially just more people using AI for cloud computing, for enterprise sectors, and then just, you know, sales in data centers and everything else that's going on right now, uh, NVIDIA is seeing some really massive benefits out of all of this. And so I think it's going to be a company that's going to continue to uh, benefit in a very large way from all of this. So one other piece of information that I wanted to, or one other 
AI bit of news that is coming out of Google that I wanted to cover today is the fact that Google has something called Flamingo VLM, which essentially they're using and integrating or into Google Short, into uh, YouTube Shorts. And so, as you know, recently Google merged their DeepMind and Google Brain, um, which were kind of their two big AI companies. You know, DeepMind was an acquired company and Google Brain was their internal AI company. And they've kind of been operating separately, doing different things, right? There's kind of a difference between machine learning and artificial intelligence. And different companies were specializing in those, but they've smashed them together right now because they said, we need to compete with Microsoft. If you've seen in the last couple of days, Microsoft made some massive announcements to all the areas they're integrating AI, similar to what Google did recently. And so Google and Microsoft are kind of in this head-to-head -head battle for AI dominance. Because of that, they recently merged their DeepMind and their Google Brain into one company. They're like, we just need everyone to be on the same page, working as fast as we can to catch up to Microsoft and OpenAI. So the team over there recently shared some insights into um, its visual language model, VLM, called Flamingo. So it's being utilized to generate descriptions for YouTube Shorts. So visual language model, essentially, it can watch your YouTube video or your YouTube Short, right, these 60 second clips, and it can analyze the initial frames of a video and generate a text description. So kind of like when you're using ChatGPT and you have this whole conversation, ChatGPT automatically just puts like a title, which can be or can't be accurate sometimes. They're gonna do the same thing uh, with YouTube Shorts where they can watch the whole video, listen to the audio, and they will decide on like the title that you can do and the description that you can add. Um, and they'll be able to add keywords. Um, and a whole bunch of other data. And this is something I, I think this is gonna be a trend we see going forward in all content produced online. At some point, I'm gonna take this video, that's a podcast that I'm recording right now, I'm gonna throw it onto a platform that's gonna automatically add captions, descriptions, title, whatever. Maybe we'll A-B test five different titles to see which performs the best based off the content I talked about on the podcast. And I think it's gonna be really hands-off for uh, creators and consumers where it's gonna be probably a lot of machine learning, um, an AI that's generating sort of the grunt work or the other text. Now, that being said, of course, there's gonna be people that wanna do this themselves. Uh, a lot of people have, you know, their own style where it's like no capital letters in my title or, you know, they add like special emojis, whatever. Like people have, will have their own vibe. I, don't, I also don't think that it's, you know, far off to think you couldn't just get an AI to learn off of, you know, perhaps what you've done in the past and continue a trend, something like that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. But this is an interesting, just a little tidbit, little feature that they're adding, uh, integrating AI into a tool. Um, but I think it's more indicative uh, and more, you know, consequential for the broader landscape and what this means for content in the future. This means essentially you will upload a piece of content. Perhaps I won't even write the title for an article or the Wall Street Journal won't write the title for the article. They'll just throw the article, all the content up there and AI will determine what title performs the best, what description performs the best, what image uh, performs the best for that article. And it's gonna be the same thing for YouTube thumbnails and all this kind of stuff where I believe AI can auto-generate a lot of that. Man, YouTube thumbnails, that'll be crazy. I, I bet you they can just look through your video, take a screenshot of you talking at some point, make a crazy thumbnail based off of what's popular on YouTube or you know trends or styles you like. And if YouTube doesn't do this, somebody else will. So it's gonna be interesting and I think this is gonna be a really big trend in the industry where you will no longer create you know some of the, the categorizing content around your content. The one other thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that Opera has recently unveiled, Opera, if you don't know, it's an operating system like Google Chrome, uh, not operating system, it's a browser like Google Chrome or Microsoft Edge or uh, Firefox. And they have recently unveiled Aria, which is an AI browser sidebar. So 
essentially this is going to be a side panel powered by OpenAI's ChatGPT, um, and it's going to help you find information on the web, generate text, including code, provide support about uh, the browser itself um, because it has access to the internal documents. And I think maybe most importantly is the fact that it is constantly fed new information, meaning there's not going to be a limit on the 2021 message uh, that ChatGPT classically gives you, which is something like, you know, are you looking, you're like, blah, 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 we don't have, we're not trained on any any content past 2021. I wonder when they're going to just get rid of that. They're already integrating uh, Microsoft Bing search into the free tier. So at what point do they just stop saying we're not trained on that data and just say we're live trained every day on everything everyone's searching for? Um, and it's not going to be like, I don't know. I, I don't believe that that will stick around for long. Now, the thing that I will say, um, okay, I'll give you a fun fact about that though really quick before I bash it a little bit. The thing I'll say, a fun fact, is that uh, Aria's first task after it was created was to name itself and it picked the name Aria. So that's cool, whatever. Okay, the thing I don't think is that important is, you know, it has three main things it does. Provide support about the browser itself. Uh, whatever, I guess Google could do that. Anyone could do that. Search engines could do that. Okay, generate text, including code. Okay, so it sounds just like a direct API to chat GPT. Not sure what the value add there is. And then find information on the web. I honestly don't get what this thing does that Bing or Google or even Brave, like Brave has had has its own search engine. And before, um, before Google Bard came out, Brave was having like a chunk of AI written text at the top. Anyways, this is just integrated into OpenAI. So I don't see what this is ever going to give you that you couldn't just go get there. But in any case, whatever, I guess maybe there's a group of people that uses Opera. Shout out to all the Opera users out there. I personally never got into it. I got into Brave, uh, never got into Opera. Yeah, whatever. That is what it is. So in any case, some massive advancements in AI right now. This week, we are seeing some big things out of big players like Google, NVIDIA, and others. It's going to be interesting to follow on and see how this continues to evolve. If you love today's podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts um, on you know Apple or Spotify or whatever. It really helps uh, more people find out about the podcast, and it's really encouraging for me as well. As you know, I do this for free to help share great AI insights to you. In addition, if you're interested in a more collaborative experience um, and community, I would highly recommend check out the show notes. There's a link to our Facebook community where we talk about AI um, every day, what people are working on, projects, tips, tools, all that kind of stuff. So I'd love to see you there. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.